Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Yuvamus daf Tesvav. We left off on daf Yud Dalil Amud Beis. We are one, two, three, four, five lines from the bottom of the page at Tashima. Last words on the line. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander and his wife and children. We thank him very much for the continued sponsorship of the daf each and every day. Today we're going to discuss one topic, and that is the topic that we discussed most of yesterday's daf, and that is the issue Im Asu Olo, that we know that we have this fundamental machogus between Beishameh and Beishilel, where Beishilel held that Saras, Erva, is going to be Mutu Lashuk. She's Pater from Yibum entirely, from Yibum Chalitza entirely. Whereas Beishameh holds, no, the Erva is Pater from Yibum Chalitza, but it's Saras, Erva, still has to do Yibum Chalitza. So uh, the question became what whether Beishameh, in fact, followed their own opinions or not. So uh, the Gemara was bringing many, many Rayas, so we're going to have like nine more Rayas in today's daf, whether Beishameh followed their own opinion. We already raised the issue. When when was this machlokas about whether Beishamai followed their own opinion before the Baskal came out that said we passed like Beisilel? After the Baskal came out and said we passed like the Beisilel? But either way, that is the topic of today's daf. So let's begin. Tashma, Yudalad and Beis, about five lines from the end of the page. Tashma, Dom Rabbi Yochmenuri. Hey, Chalacha Zura, Vachas be Yisrael. How could it be that this Halacha of Tsaros Arayos, how can we be Koveya, that it's not going to be a Michshol according to somebody, according, meaning no matter how you turn on this Shaila, it seems that it's going to be a Michshol according to somebody. Because Nasa Kedivri Rabbi Shammai, what are you going to do? You're going to follow Beishamai, and then in the case of a Tsaros Ha'erva, you're going to allow them to do Yibum? Havlad Mamzul, the Divri Beishamai. If that produces a child, according to Basil, that's an Isakares, and therefore the child of such a union is going to be a Mamzer. So what do you want to do? Nasikidivre Basilal, you want to follow the Shita of the Basilal and say that the Tsaras Erva does not require Yibum, does not require Khalitza, she's Mutaras Lushuk, so she's gonna go and get remarried and get remarried to, to some other person. Havlad Pagum Ludivri Beshame, Beshame is going to say that that child is Pagum Lukuhuna, because that's an Isalav, then uh, that's a marriage that you're not allowed to, to have. So if the father is a Kohen, the Vlad is going to be a Kohen Chalal. If the father is a Yisrael, any daughter that's a result of that marriage is going to be a Chalala and is going to be Asura to marry a Kohen. Because according to them, she's Asura Lashuk, who is an Israelav, who will see and anyone that's born from such an Israelav, even though it's not a Mamzer and his Mutzalav Bakal, they can marry a Jewish person, but nevertheless, the Mischala Lukuna, based on a Kalvachomer from an Almana, the Kohen Gadol. We're going to elaborate on this Kalvachomer later in the Daf. That of an Almana, where the Isser is only to a Kohen Gadol, so it's a very limited Isser. And nevertheless, when an Almana marries a Kohen Gadol, the child is Mischale Lukuhuna. So a woman who's Asser by Chayave Lavin to everybody, where it's an Isser Lakal, all the more so the child is going to be Mischale Lukuhuna. So Rabbi Yochman Nuri says, we're faced with a problem because of this Machlokes Beisham Beisilel. We can't follow anybody. We follow Beisilel, we're going to end up with. Uh, with children or pogum we're gonna end up with children or mamzerim So therefore Rabbi Yochmanuri says I have a solution. We should be misaking that the Tsaros Erva should do the following. Let them do Chalitza and not Yibum. What's the worst that's going to happen? According to Beisilel, they're Mutalushuk without a Chalitza, you lose nothing by doing a Chalitza. Let them do a Chalitza, and that way it will satisfy the sheet of the Beishamai, uh, but don't let them do Yibum because that would uh, be very uh, bad according to the sheet of Beisilel. So let them do Chalitza and not do Yibum, and then you'll be Yotzei Kaladeus. Lo Hispiku Ligmar Sadavar. They wanted to be Machria like Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, but it didn't happen. Actually, 
something came up and they were unable to take a vote on the matter and to follow the sheet of Rabbi Yochum Nuri. So the Gemara seems to be indicating, like Mina Shamayim, it turned out that Rabbi Yochum Nuri's opinion was not the one that was uh, that was followed. So Amalur Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says to Rabbi Yochum Nuri, What would we do to the uh, children of those earlier tsaros of Beishamai that already had the yibum? Meaning, if you're gonna you, you want to say that the tsaros that are are aser biyibum, and you're gonna say that uh, that all that we get Beishamai be still all on the same page, that we're not gonna allow tsaros ever to do yibum, uh, we're, we're gonna be doing something not so nice to previous tsaros that followed Shitas Beishamai and did yibum. They were, what are we telling them? We're telling them that we're choshish that your children are mamzerim. Meaning, how could we do that? So that taina only resonates if Beishamai actually followed their opinion previously. So now you can have this issue of what do you do with all the people that have already followed the sheet of the Beishamai and uh, and have have allowed the Tzara Serva to do Yibum. But if Beishamai didn't even follow their own opinion ever before, so uh, no one ever, they never had Yibum with Tzara Sarayos. So my Manasseh, so the one exactly is he bothered with, with Manasseh. What are we going to do with those people that are ready to Yibum? There are no people that are ready to Yibum because Beishamai was never Asu Kidivrayim. So isn't this a Raya that Beishamai in fact was Asu Kidivrayim? Says the Gemara, no, not a Raya at all. Amr of Nachem Yitzchak, really Beishamai was not Asu Kidivrayim. And when Meshung Gamliel says, Manasseh, he's, uh, he's referring to the Bnei Hatzaros, he's not referring to the Bnei Hatzaros that were arrayed in the Siyavim, Lo Nitzchel L'Tzara Atzma. He was a Choshish for the Tzara herself. Uman what he means to say when he says, what are we going to do with these tzaros? Hanuch tzaros de Beisilel. These tzaros that uh, did like the sheet of the Beisilel and they already got married to somebody else. They already went and assumed that they don't require yibam or chalitza. So now what are we going to do with them? Le for now, if you're now introducing legislation that we have to be choshesh for shitas Beishamai, what about all those people all along that have been following the sheet of the Beisilel? There's no suffix that the Beisilel definitely were Asu Kidivrahem, that the Basil was certainly following their opinion, so they were being uh, matted these women Lashuk. So what are you going to do to them, according to, the, if you're trying to satisfy the sheet of the Beishamai? Heichen Navalu, what are you going to do with these p- women that have already gotten remarried? Lechitzu, you're going to tell me after they've already gotten remarried to somebody else, now they should go back to the Yavam and do Chalitza? Mimas That's going to be very distasteful to their uh, to their husbands. Their husbands are going to say, well, what is wrong with the woman that I married, that she needs chalitza now after I've married her, that's going to be very hard to get over. And maybe you're going to say, yeah, then life is not always pleasant, and sometimes you're going to have to go through such a struggle in the marriage, where the husband is thinking that he married a woman who was uh, a to him, because that's what we got to do in order to satisfy the sheet of the Beishamai. No. It can't be. The ways of the Torah are pleasant. We cannot be koveya ahalacha, that's going to cause a woman to be nimas al that it's not it's not possible that we could be kaveya such halacha. Generally speaking, when we apply the principles, it means that we're not going to take someone who did nothing wrong bishaito at the at the time that they were that they were acting, they did nothing wrong, and then retroactively turn it into a problem. That 
is a, a violation of Zrecha Darchinom. Here, this woman was following the sheet of the Basilel. She asked her rabbi, she did exactly what the rabbi said. She went and she got remarried. And now, we're, because we want to satisfy the sheet of the Beishamai, we're going to make her life a misery. So that's uh, that's against the Zrecha Darchinom. The Ritva points out that even it's not the, 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 it's it's uh, it, 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 it's not so maus ad uh, kedekach that uh, would be uh, would be doche the issue of amul shuk. It's enough in order to not be masakin chalitza in order to, to be yotze the sheet of beshame. I Meaning, if there was really an iser of yivamul shuk, we wouldn't worry so much about zrecha darchinom. But the sheet is beshame that we're trying to satisfy. So we're not going to go against zrecha darchinom just to satisfy a shita of the beshame. So that is why that raya doesn't work out. So now says Gemara Tashma, let's go bring another raya that beshame was asu kedivrayhem. Damar Rabbi Tarfon. Rabbi Tarfon uh, said once, "Te'evni masai tavol tzaras abbas liyadi ve'esa'ena." The Gemara assumes what he means by this is that uh, his daughter was uh, married to his brother, and she had there was another tzara. The brother was married to not only Rabbi Tarfon's daughter but also to another woman as well. And Rabbi Tarfon was yearning that that uh, tzaras bito should uh, should have a yibum situation with him, and it'll be miyabim her in order to be mekayim the sheet of the beishamai because he was a Talmud of the sheet of the Beishamai. So he was saying, you know, if I ever have that situation in my life, I'm going to follow the sheet of my Rebbeim and it's going to be a big scandal and everyone's going to say, how could he do this? But that's the sheet of the Beishamai. I'm going to do Yibum on the Tzara of my, uh, of my Arayos. So this seems to be Araya, that Beishamai, the, she- the, the Talmud of Beishamai, were Asu Kedivrayim. So says Mar, no, he doesn't mean Ve'esa Ena, Ema Va'asi Ena. He's saying that uh, I will be, I will allow her to be to marry Lashuk without Chalitza, meaning I'm going to make a demonstration that we follow the Shita of the Basila, and that we are Matir on the Shuk if such a thing comes about. So says Gemara, Vata'evni Ka'amar. But Rabbi Tarfan sounds like he was yearning for this, that this is something that he wanted to do. If he was a Talmud of the Beishamai, why would he be yearning to follow the Shita of the Basila? What, what would even be the Chiddush in following the Shita of the Basila? Everybody follows the sheet of the Beisalel. So says Gemara, no, he wanted a part of the Tzar of Michalitza lafuke with Rabbi Yochaman Nuri. He wanted to make a demonstration that we don't follow Rabbi Yochaman Nuri. We don't work on satisfying all the opinions of the Beisalel and the Beisalel. We follow the Beisalel, the Baskal came out, and that's what we do. Uh, that we, whether it's because they're the Rove prior to the Baskal or whether it's because of the Baskal, we follow the Beisalel, that's what we do. We don't have to try to satisfy the sheet of Rabbi Yochaman Nuri. I don't think Ta'av means that I really hope to have a Yibam situation. Every Yibam situation is the most unfortunate thing in the world, right? Meaning it's a, it's a man that died without any children. So, And, and in this case, what, what Rabbi Tafford is saying, if only I could knock my brother off, if only I can kill my brother so that I could marry his wife. I don't think he's trying to say that. I think what he's trying to say is that I would, li- I would like to be able to be Koveya this Allah and people should know how serious we are about following the Shita of the Beis Hillel. So now the Gemara tries to bring another right that Beishamai was asu kedivrayim. So Tashima, Maisa bebitul Shem Gamliel sheis in the sua la Abba Achiv that the Rebbe Gamliel's daughter was married to Rebbe Gamliel's brother Abba umeis below banim and Abba died without any children. The yibem Rebbe Gamliel as tsarasa and Rebbe Gamliel himself did yibum on the tsaras erva on the tsara of his daughter. So you see that Beishamai followed their uh, their sheetas. Rebbe Gamliel followed the sheet of the Beishamai. So says Mar Vitizbra, you want to tell me Beishamai? 
Gamliel follow the shita of the Beishamai, even if Beishamai were also kidivrehem, Rabbi Gamliel mi talmidim Beishamai. Why you think Rabbi Gamliel was from the talmidim of the Beishamai that he's going to follow the shita of the Beishamai? Not true. He was a, he was the talmid of the of the Beisilel. Ella shiny pitos Rabbi Gamliel da eilinus havai. No, you know why Rabbi Gamliel married the tsara of his daughter because his daughter was an eilinus and therefore. She doesn't potter her tzara. That we learned back in the first mission of the uh, Masechta, that all the arayos that we mentioned, all the tesva of arayos, if nimtsu u'aylinis, then sarosehim mutaros. So Rangamliel's daughter was in fact married to Rangamliel's brother, but it turned out that Rangamliel's daughter was an islandess, and therefore the other wives of Rangamliel's brother were actually facing a yibum situation, and that's what we're saying, that Rangamliel did yibum because the daughter was an islandess. Fractic mara hamidiktani seifa, achirimam pito shamangamliel islandess haisa, but if you read Vaita, the Sefer says that others say that Rabbi Gamliel's daughter was an islandess, which makes it sound like the standard Shita, the Shita of the Tanakama was that Rabbi Gamliel's daughter was not an islandess, and he still did Yibum on her tzara. So the Gemara has three ways of resolving this issue. That uh, first, that even according to the Tanakama, the daughter of Rabbi Gamliel was in fact an islandess, and that's why Rabbi Gamliel is allowed to do Yibum on the tzara. So in what ways the Tanakama disagreeing with Acherim, disagreeing with under what circumstances and the, 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 we apply the heter of Tsaras Bito Ha'ilunis. Under what circumstances do we say that if the daughter is an islandist, that her Tsaros are now Mutter Biyibum? Hikir Bavalo, Hikir Ba'ikabinayu. This should sound familiar. The question is, do we assume that uh, that an islandist is uh, that the tsar of an islandist is going to be mutter of an erva who's an islandist is going to be mutter even when the brother knew she was an islandist? So the marriage was a valid marriage, or is it only when the brother didn't realize she was an islandist? So the whole marriage was bitaus, and therefore Gamliel's daughter was never really married to uh, to the brother. So then it's obvious that you're going to do yibum on uh, on the other wives. So that's the machlokas between the Tanakama and Acherim. Do we even say kishehi? when Ram Gamliel's brother was fully aware that Ram Gamliel's daughter was an islandist and he married her and therefore it's a real kiddushin even in such cases we're going to say that the tsar is not going to have to do that, that the tsar will, will face a yibum situation so that's the machlokas between the Tanakama and Acherim the Iba or it could be another way of explaining the machlokas between Tanakama and Acherim is that uh, really Tanakama held that uh, Ram Gamliel's daughter was not an islandist but there's another the reason that Rabbi Gamliel was allowed to marry her tsara, and that's because the brother, Rabbi Gamliel's brother, had divorced Rabbi Gamliel's daughter before he had died. So at the time that he had died, the tsara was no fellas liibum, um, but she was no longer a tsaras erva, because the erva was no longer married to the brother. At the Shas Nefila, he had already divorced Aram Gamliel's daughter, and that's why she was Suta Libum. and that's uh, the reason Acherim didn't like this heter, and they had to say, uh, no, the case must have been that Aram Gamliel's daughter was an islandess, is because uh, before the, the brother married the Tzara, uh, um, the, uh, and, and, and only, because he had previously married the Tzara, he only divorced the daughter after marrying the Tzara, and remember, we had that discussion 
Kanas l'besov kiresh ikabinayu. There was a machlokas. Do we apply the heter of tsaras erva if the, this woman was a tsaras erva, but at the time that her husband died, she was no longer a tsaras erva? So uh, certainly, if this woman didn't marry the brother until after, she didn't even marry the brother until after the brother divorced Rambam Gamliel's daughter. Certainly, in that case, she's not a tsaras erva. Gamliel will be allowed to do yibum. But we already had a machlokas. What if Rambam Gamliel's daughter marries Rambam Gamliel? brother, then Rabbi Gamliel's brother marries uh, somebody else, and then Rabbi, then Rabbi Gamliel's brother divorces Rabbi Gamliel's daughter, and then Rabbi Gamliel's brother dies. So that was a machlokas, whether that's considered a tsaras erva or not. And that's the machlokas between the Tanakama and Acherim. Or a third possibility. Yaseima, a third way of understanding this machlokas between the Tanakama and Acherim as far as why Rabbi Gamliel was allowed to do yibum on tsaras bito, and really Tanakama does not hold that Ram Gamliel's daughter was an islandist, but we're talking about a case where uh, Abba, Ram Gamliel's brother, married Ram Gamliel's daughter on a Tanai. He was Makadishar uh, Almanas that she doesn't have any mum, she doesn't have any nidarim that she's taken, and then after he married her and she had Bia with him, it was Igloy Milsa that the Tanai was not fulfilled, that she in fact had a mum, that she in fact had been a Nadranis, had taken nidarim, which are assumed to ruin a marriage, because Bavon nidarim, the Gemara says, Terrible things happen when people take uh, nidarim. Normally, the only the only grounds for uh, for divorce without a ksuba is uh, is if the woman had done something to ruin a marriage. A lot of times, people are imperfect and they do averus, but not every avera that a person does, even if it's an avera midaraisa, is something that would cause her to lose a ksuba. If it doesn't have any impact on the marriage, it's just her own personal thing. Uh, but if it's something that impacts a marriage, she keeps feeding him non-kosher food. That impacts the marriage, right? That's how do you live uh, with someone who keeps feeding you non-kosher food. She doesn't go to the mikveh, something like that. So if she's a nadranis, she takes nadarim, we assume that that impacts a marriage because it's going to ruin the whole family life because bavon nadarim, mishto banamesim, kshem, kshem ketanim. So the case was that Ramuliel's daughter was found to have this mum or to be a nadranis and, yesh, and he had made a tanai when he married her that the kedushin shouldn't even be toface, that they shouldn't have a marriage if, uh, if, if they find these things. And so the Machlok's Tanakam and Acherim is, was Rabbi Gamliel's daughter in fact married to Rabbi Gamliel's brother? On the one hand, uh, they, uh, the, the Tanai was uh, was not fulfilled, and therefore they should not be married. He only married her all tonight that she's not a Nadranis, that she's not a Balas Mum. And it turned out that it's a Mekach Taos, so the Holy soon should be bottled. So she was never his wife, and therefore, of course, Rabbi Gamliel should do Yibam on the other wives. The other wives were actually married to his brother, so it's not a Tsaras Erva at all. Whereas Acherim hold that a Tanai is not going to help in the case where they already had Bia. If he was already Boel her, we have to be told her that in Mestami he was Mochel the Tanai. And therefore he was, he was perfectly fine being married to her. And therefore the marriage is, uh, is in place. Because if you're going to be Mavatal the Nisuin, it would turn out that the Bia was a Bias Nus. And the Enodemos Bilaso, Bilas Nus. A person is not uh, happy to make his Bia into a Bias Nus. So therefore the Tsara is a Tsaras Erva. And the only way to say why Ram Gamliel would be allowed to marry the Tsara is if his daughter was an islandess. And that's why Acherim suggests that the daughter was an islandess. Okay, but all that was within that one Raya, whether Beishamah or Rasu Kedivrayim. Now we move on 
on to the next raya. So Masra Mesharshir, Mesharshir raised the following challenge. According to those shittos that hold that Loas Bishama Kedivrayim, there is a uh, Mishnah in Mesechus Rosh Hashanah about when the Rosh Hashanah the Ilanos is. Beishamai holds Echad Bishvat, Beisilu holds Chamisha Asubo. Two Bishvat is the Rosh Hashanah the Ilanos. One of the Chilukim, as far as when the Rosh Hashanah the Ilanos is, is as far as Meiser Peros is concerned. Because in the first and second and fourth and fifth years of a Shemitah cycle, you take Meiser Sheni. After you take Truma and you take my, and, and give that to a Kohen, and Meiser Rishon and give that to a Levi, you take Meiser Sheni, you bring it to Yerushalayim, you eat it there. However, in the third and sixth year of the Shemitah cycle, instead of Meiser Sheni, you give Meiser Ani. You take 10% and you give it to the poor. So the number, what number year you're up to is totally in this Machlokas. According to Beishamai, any Peros that have a Hanata after Echod Bishvat of the third year is a, is, is, is a third year uh, pre and therefore is subject to Meiser Ani. Whereas according to Beisilo, no, Hanata happened after Echod Bishvat, but before to Bishvat of the third year, it's still the second year pre, and therefore it's a Meiser Sheni pre. It's going to be Chayv in Meiser Sheni, not in Meiser Ani. So uh, the Mishnah says over there in Rosh Hashanah, Meiser Rabbi Akiva Shalikeit Asrog Be'echad B'Shvat. Rabbi Akiva was Malakeit Nesrog on the first day of Shvat of the third year. Vinahagbo Shnei Isurin, and he was Mafresh two Isurin, Meiser Sheni and Meiser Ani. Echad Kedivri Beishamay, Echad Kedivri Beisilol to satisfy both opinions, both that of the Beishamay and the Beisilol. So. So he was Yotze, both of them, by being Mafresh Meiser Sheni, being Mechalit on money, and, uh, to, and bringing it to Yerushalayim, and buying food with it in Yerushalayim, and eating it because it was Sheni. And uh, the, uh, the Peros of Meiser Sheni that he was Mechalel, he gave to Anim as if it's Meiser Ani. So he double dipped in order to satisfy all opinions. So from the fact that Rabbi Kiva tried to be Machmet to follow the sheet of the Beishamai, Shemamina Asu, must be that the Beishamai at least were Asu Kedivrayim. Otherwise, if Beishamai themselves were not Asu Kedivrayim, why would Rabbi Akiva be machmir trying to satisfy the, the Beishamai? So says my Rabbi Akiva, Gamre is topically. No, Rabbi Akiva wasn't trying to satisfy Shita Beishamai. He wasn't sure which one was the Shita Beishamai. He wasn't sure which one Beishamai held was actually the Rosh Hashanah So because he was uncertain about that, he tried to satisfy both possibilities of what the Beishamai held. But he was not trying to satisfy uh, the Shita of the Beishamai. Tori Evan raises the question. Why did Rabbi Kiva have to give the Peros to Aniyim, uh, that he, he, all he should have had to do is be Kori Shem Maisarani? Because uh, once you're Kori Shem Maisarani, you did your mitzvahs hafrasha. Giving it to the Aniyim is a dinimamanis issue. So why can't he tell the Aniyim, look, you want this? Uh, then prove to me that, uh, that it's in fact a Maisarani year, where they can't prove it because it's a machlokas. Hamotzi mechavero alav haraya. Safik maman lakula. Hamotzi mechavero alav haraya. So even though it's not a Safik in it's a Safik in Din, whether Bishvat is Roshan Ali Ilan or Hamisha, so Bishvat is Roshan Ali Ilan. But uh, the, we learn uh, there's a Mishnah Masech Becharos that according to Rabbi Akiva, even a Safek and Din we say a Motzi Mechavero, a love Haraya. So why was it necessary for him to actually give it to Aniyim? So Turi Evans suggests, based on what the Gemara says in Masech Eschulin, that the Din of Safek Matlus Aniyim is not like a regular Din of Safek Mamon. You need to be Machmir and give to the Aniyim is Safek, uh, because even though the Balabais is one that's Mufsak, because the Pasuk says, Oni and only Varashat Stiku tells me that, uh, that, that, that you always have to go above and beyond when it comes to an Ani Varash, when it comes to a poor person, when it comes to someone who's needy. So we 
always we, 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 we ignore the normal rules of Dine Mamanus and you, you're always more generous in your Dine Mamanus with, uh, with an Ani Varash. So the maskan of the Gemara there is that that's only by Peros that have a Cheskas Chiyuv, that it's a Huxaklan that the Chiyuv. Well, that there was chiv on these peros uh, to give them to anim, but then the suffix, there was a suffix whether there was some sort of tour that kicked in. But peros that are not becheskas chiv, where the whole suffix is whether there's a chiv, uh, whether a chiv was chal meikara, so then it would have a dinner of a regular suffix of mamon. And based on that, Rebbe says, so then why in our case did Rabbi Akiva give it to the anim over here? There was no cheskas chiv. It's a, it's a regular suffix whether there ever is a cheskas chiv in the first place. We don't know if it's third year produce uh, at all. So he suggests that it's in fact. Machlok is Bavli and Yerushalmi. That it's only the it's only according to the Bavli that we don't say the din of Tzadik Miyushlulacha Stiku unless there's a Cheskas Chiv. The Bavli will explain that when it says Rabbi Akiva did Shnei Isurim, it means he was Mafra Shnei Maestros, but in Enochinami, it never says in our Gemara that he gave the Maestro Ani to the Aniim. It just says he was not like Shnei Isurim. It's only Yerushalmi that says that he actually gave the Maestro Ani to Aniim. That's Yerushalmi Lishitaso. That Aniv Rashat Stiku is going to apply even when there's a suffix, whether even when the suffix is when there's no Cheskas Chiyuv and, the, and, the, and there's a suffix. So it turns out, says the Turi Evan very brilliantly, that it's Machlokas Babli and Yerushalmi. Now the Gemara says another Raya, uh, on the, a Kasha on the Shita that Lo Asu Kedivrayim, a Raya that in fact Meshamai War Asu Kedivrayim, Mosav Rav Zutra. So now we're, we're traveling all over Shas over here bringing these Rayas. So here's a Raya from Mesechas Sukkah. You have a Katan Uzeno Tzarechli. A child who's uh, who's not chayiv in uh, who is chayiv in sukkah midin chinuch because he no longer needs his mother. The Gemara Masech Sukkah describes what does it mean he no longer needs his mother. It means that if he wakes up in the middle of the night, he doesn't cry out ima ima. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Everybody who wakes up in the middle of the night cries out ima. Uh, so he says, so the Gemara says, no, no. It, it means he doesn't cry out ima ima. If he screams it once, and then he looks around. Did anyone hear that? And it'll stop. He's not going to cry out again. But if he's a little child, so he's going to cry out ima. Ima, he'll cry incessantly for his mother. So that's how we define Sarukh Imo or not Sarukh Imo. So Kolzman, that he's Sarukh Imo, he's part from Sukkah, that's the sheet of the Beisil. But Beishamai holds even a katan at Sarukh Imo, you need to put him in a Sukkah. So the story was, one time the daughter in law of Shamay Hazakain had a child, had a baby, and they took off the roof and they put schach over it for the sake of the katan. In order that the katan should be b'tzel sukkah, so shemamina asu. Don't you see that asu beishamai kedivrayim? The beishamai followed their own uh, their own shita. So interesting over here. The marshal writes um, they 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 covered the, they they thought that the infant, the, uh, like a week old baby, a two week old baby, needed to be in a sukkah. So the marshal says no no. It means she had a young family, so she's still having babies. So probably her older children, like five years old. So her five year old, she was uh, she put in the sukkah. Uh, the five year old was still Tzorach Limo, and she put him in the sukkah. But the baby, it's Pashut, doesn't need to be in the sukkah. That's what the Marshal writes. Pnei Yeshua understands that no, it means the Katan Shinola. That's why we're saying Yolda Kalaso. That's why we're telling of the story. Otherwise, what, of what relevance is it that, the, that she had a baby? So, so he says, how could it be that it's Shaykh Chinuch by a Katan Ben Yomo, says the Pnei Yeshua. So he says that since the Chachamim uh, uh, were, were uh, made in Asmachta for the din of Chinuch by a sukkah on the Pasuk of Kol, the Rabbos of Sakhtanim, so Shammai holds that we're Machmer by sukkah even by a Katan 
ben Yomo. And then he says that according to Shammai, the chiv of Katam Basuk is not Mishum Chinuch, it's rather the chiv on the father to be with his children because of Teshu came to Duru. And normally a family man lives together with his family. So if he's got to be in the sukkah, he's got to live in the sukkah the same way he lives in his house, which means together with his whole family. So it's not Midin the Chinuch of the child, it's Midin the Mitzvah of the father. And the Rashash just points out that the Pnei Shul is going like this and like this to try to figure out why a one day old baby needs to be in the sukkah. He says he missed the marshals. The marshal said that it wasn't about the one day old baby, it was about the other uh, the other children. Tosus raises the question, and other Rishonim also raise the question, that uh, Beishamai does not uh, disagree that a cut on the Sarek Limo is not Chayiv Min Hadin in sukkah. He was just Machmir al So since it was only Betoros uh, Chumar Bialma, it wouldn't be a violation of Agudos Agudos. So therefore, this shouldn't be a Raya at all that also Beishamai Kedivrayim. So Tosus suggests that if Beishamai was not also Kedivrayim, then they would not have been Machmir on themselves in this case, um, because that would also be near a Kishtei Toros. The Ritva says that uh, that they were Machmir Minadin, that this wasn't just a Chumrah, that they felt this way Minadin, and that's why the Gemara is bringing a Raya that also be Shamaikidavrayim. But anyway, so bottom line is, the Gemara is bringing a Raya from the fact that they put a child who's still Tzarech Le'imo in a Sukkah, that it seems to be that the Beishamai were also Kidavrayim. So answers the Gemara, not a Raya. Hasam HaRoa Omer, Lafushe Avir Ka'avid. That would not be a violation of it. The reason Beishamai would not be also Kidavrayim is because it would violate Los to do. It only violates Los to do if it looks like you're doing it for halachic reasons. But sometimes when it's a nice day outside and you, you, you take off the roof and you put some schach up, it's because you just want some fresh air. That doesn't make it so obvious that you're interested. We have that Svaradavka by Sukkah. They have such an idea that sometimes uh, it just looks like you're, uh, you're in fresh air. That's how uh, the, uh, the post can explain that even though the Gemara says... <gasps> That the Allah is that you have to sit in sukkah and shmini atzeres in chutzlaretz. How the Hasidic minag developed not to sit in sukkah on uh, shmini atzeres in chutzlaretz because Karben Sanal writes that why isn't it baltosif that it makes it look like you're, you're being mevaza shmini atzeres by going and sitting in the sukkah because uh, it's not it's not being mevaza shmini atzeres because it's a nice day so people sometimes like to go outside and you're not saying a bracha so it's not so obvious that you're doing it l'shem mitzvah bruch elom mevarchina and you're just yisuvi yisvina you're just sitting in the sukkah. So that's what uh, some, some explain, that the Hasidic Minik developed to not sit in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres because when you live in Poland and Russia and it's uh, sukkah's time, it's freezing cold. No one in their right mind is going to think that you're going out there because you enjoy being in sub-zero uh, temperatures, you know, uh, you know, with, with uh, you know, in, in, to, to, to have your, uh, your meal when the hot food, the second you bring it out, turns cold. No one in their right mind and you're sitting there in a fur coat. No one in their right mind is going to think that you're doing that uh, because you enjoy it. And then Vaita becomes a problem of being Mavaza Shmini Atzeres. And that's maybe how the Minog developed. But in warmer climates, maybe the Minog never would have developed uh, that way. So anyway, so uh, so that's the, the this Svara of uh, that that uh, that uh, Roa Omer La David, that someone who sees it is just going to say, yeah, you probably just wanted a little more air. Uh, and that's why you uh, you went out. Um, the uh, the 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 has a more fundamental question: Who was this that it happened to? It was the colossal shell Shamei Azakein? We're not talking about the base Shamei over here. The Shaila that we have in our Gemara was whether the base Shamei were Asukidevrayim, and what was the Shaila about? Says the Orchlaner, the reason for the sheet of Lo Asukidevrayim is either because there was a Baskal that said that we shouldn't, or because Basil was the rove. That was in a later generation. When we're dealing with Shammai Azakein, the Baskal had not yet come out, 
and the base the base hillel were not yet the rove. It was still uh, it was just shamite and hillel, so there was no rove uh, in the in the base hillel. So neither reason is shaykh uh, in in that case. So how can we use this case as a raya? Of course, Shammai Azakin followed his own halachic positions. So the Ochlaner suggests that Shammai should not have done so before Hesir because it still would have been in violation of Los Eskod to do. And even though we said that Be Shammai and Be Silol were like Shnei Batei Dinim and you don't have a din of Los Eskod to do, that's only if you say Asu. But Laman Yom Asu, he disagrees with them. So anyway, so that's how the Ochlaner uh, deals with this issue. So now, next uh, raya that the Gemara has. In order to understand the next raya, important to know a little bit about mikvahs. Not so much, just a little bit that a mikvah needs to have 40 sa'a in order to be kosher. A mikvah that doesn't have 40 sa'a, but is 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 right up against, is uh, right next to a mikvah that does have 40 sa'a. So if the water between the two mikvahs mix through a hole in the wall that separates them, then uh, the, then it will kosher even the mikvah that doesn't have the proper shear. question is how big that hole in between the two mikvahs has to be. According to the Beishamai, rubo, most of the wall has to be open, has to be breached in order for the two mikvahs to connect to each other. According to Vesilo, big enough they stick two fingers into the hole and move them around really easily. That's a big enough hole to connect the two mikvahs. So now Marzutra, Marzutra asks on those who hold that low, Asu Kedib Beishamai Kedib Rehem, that there is a mission in the fourth parak of Masech's mikvahs. Maisa Bishokas Yehu. There was a story in the trough of Yehu, which is like a, a, a cleft in a rock where water gathered on a mountain. Shaisa Yerushalayim, that was in Yerushalayim, Vaisa Nukuv of the mikvah, so it had like this base kibble that was built naturally into the mountain, but it was not 40 sa'a, and but, but there was a hole in the side wall which uh, which 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 went up, uh, which which uh, led into a mikvah that did have 40 sa'a. And everyone relied on this mikvah in Yerushalayim. It was always used. When Bishamah heard about this, they sent messengers to reconstruct it and to make sure to make a bigger breach in between the two walls, to widen the breach. So it could satisfy the sheet of the Beishamai. So Beishamai says it needs to be mostly breached uh, the wall in between this uh, this waterway and the uh, and the mikvah. So says Utnan, and we have a mishnah that according to the Beisilel eruv mikvos kishoferes hanod So for Beisilel you don't need to have the wall mostly breached. You just need to be able to stick two fingers in and move your fingers around easily and that's enough of a hole in between the two mikvahs. So says Mar, Shmamina Asu, from the fact that Beishamai sent messengers to go and breach the whole thing and open it up, so you see that Asu Beishamai Kidavrei, and that Beishamai in fact followed their sheet. Tosov here raises the problem that in the 8th parak of Masechus Tarus it says that Mashka Tofeach is Tofeach Almanaslat Piach is enough to create a Chibro Tahara that you don't need uh, a big gush of water that, uh, that, that connects the two, you just need enough moisture that if you were to touch it, you can then wet something else with your with your fingers that touch that moisture. Sounds like you don't even need two fingers worth. So how come? So which is it? Do we assume like the sheet of the beishamai of, of the beisilol over here that you need two fingers worth, or do you not even need that? So that's what Tosus raises the question. Tosus quotes from Rabbeinu Tam that if the hole has a shear of shoferis anod, you don't need that whole hole to fill with water. You only need the amount of water that's tofeach amenasat piach. But the size of the hole has to be kishoferis anod, has to be big enough that you stick the two fingers in. That if it were to fill with water, right, that it has the capacity to fill with water, uh, but uh, but the, the actual amount of moisture that you need between them is only uh, only tofeach amenas uh, lahat piach. 
Um, the, uh, the 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 re says differently. He says the shear of shofar sanod is b'mayim and not b'nekev. Not only b'nekev, you actually need that much water in between the shear of. Uh, but that's only as far as eruv mikvaus. That if you have such a hole in between a mikvah that's chaser and a mikvah that's shalim, so then it's considered to be one big uh, one big mikvah. The din of tofeach hamenasat piach is only uh, as far as hashaka uh, is concerned. That if you have mayim to mayim and you want to be metaher your mayim tameim, you want to dip your mayim tameim in a mikvah. So as long as tofeach hamenasat connecting it to a mikvah, that's enough to, to be metaher your mayim tameim. So anyway, the Gemara answers, no, this is not a raya. Hasa maharoa omer Anyone who sees beishamai broadening the wall is just going to assume that beishamai was just trying to uh, to make it that more water should be accessible and not because of some hakpada in dine mikvahos. Next raya. When I was learning Torah by Rabbi Yochanan Raisi Shayochel Paschareva Be'melech B'Shnei B'Tzores, I saw he was eating coarse bread and salt during years of famine. Basi Vodati Asabas. So I told my father about this Nebuch what he has to eat. Amrli Holech L'Zeisam V'Lachti. He said, "Go bring him olives," and I did. Rose Sunshine Lachin. He saw that the olives were moist. Amrli Einani Yochel Zeisam. He said, "I'm not going to eat these olives because they're moist. It means that they're Huchshol L'Kabel Tumah. If they're Huchshol L'Kabel Tumah, Mcheshesh Namaritz touched them, and therefore I'm not going to eat these olives." So Basi Vodati Asaba, I went back and I told my dad. So Amrli, Saba said, go tell him that the barrel that they were brought in had holes in the bottom so that the the liquid can drain, which shows that uh, that that that, uh, that it was never nichale that these olives should get wet, that the moel that comes out of these olives, the moisture that comes out of these olives should moisten them. If it was never nichale, then it's not Hukshul Kabutuma. Shemarim. It's just that the Shemarim closed up the holes. So Utana and we have a mission that tells us if you have uh, a barrel of uh, olives that are pressed together says you don't need to make a hole in the barrel it's not going to be anyway because the natural juices that come out of an ol- olives when they're pressed together are not going to be maksha anyway says yes they are and therefore you need to make a hole in the barrel to show that you're not interested in that liquid that comes out of the olives but that if you made a hole in the chavis and then the hole uh, inadvertently got closed up that it's still going to be tahora. so says even though Rabbi Yochanan was the Talmud of the Shita of the Beishamai he still was being machmir for the Shita of the Beishillel even when he was starving well look what a tzaddik the man was what a parosh he was he was starving he had nothing to eat and, and he was a Talmud of the Beishamai and he was still being machmir for the sheet of the Beis Hillel to be choshesh that these olives were tamay. If Beis in general followed their opinions, so then it's a chiddush that he's going to be choshesh for sheet of Beis Hillel. But Beis in general always followed the sheet of the Beis Hillel. So my Rabusei, what's the chiddush that he followed the sheet of the Beis Hillel? All of Beis followed the sheet of the Beis Hillel. So that seems to be a raya. So now the Gemara says, Tashma, I'll bring you another raya. The Gemara never answered that raya. The Gemara never rejected that raya. Another raya. Shalos Rabbi Yeshua Tzaras Habas Mahu. What's the din about a tzara of an erva 
doing Yibam, our actual case. That's Machlok Sveshan Vesila. Halach Gedivrei Mi, how do we paskin? Why are you putting my head in between these two big mountains? Between these two big Machlok I'm afraid my, head, my skull is going to get crushed if I put my head in between these two giants. But let me tell you about two families in Yushlaim. They are actually the, the offspring of uh, Tsaros of Arayos, who actually got married Bashuk without Chalitza, who followed the sheet of the Basilil, and when it got remarried, and that family is producing Kwanam Gedolim that are Mishami Shal So I don't want to say anything. All I know is those who are following the sheet of the Basilil are becoming Kwanam Gedolim. So Iyam Asu, if you can say that Bishami were Asu Kedivrayim, Hainu Dukamrasyari, and I understand why he was afraid to get involved. Eliyam Loasu, but if you say they didn't follow, so I might come from Misyariani. What was he afraid of? So Nina Amidasu, even if they followed their, their own uh, shitos, my Misyariani still, what's he afraid of? It still wouldn't be an issue of Mamzerus, because all the Beishami says that they need even Chalitza, and Yavamalashuk is only a Losase. So it says, Marninami de Mamzerlohavi, granted it wouldn't be an issue of Mamzerus, but Pagumiyahavi, it would still be a problem of being Pagum Lakuna, Mikalvachamar Mealmana, based on the Kalvachamar that we started today's daf with. Ma almana sheni sura knowing bakalf and almana where it's a very limited iser and bina pagum the offspring is going to be pagum lakuna and when uh, an almana marries a kohen gadol so zu when you have a woman who's an uh, who's asubis or kares she sura shav bakal where it's an iser for Yisraelim and kohanim for everybody for sure the child is going to be pagum if she goes and marries l'shuk so kabau minei the gemara says tsaros v'kapashal lebenet tsaros the shaila was can the tsaros ever get married and he started responding to him about what happened to the Bnei Tsaros. So it says, he was asking him two questions. Tsaros mai, can the Tsaros erva in themselves get, get married? And if you can tell me like Beisil that they can, Bnei Tsaros to Beisil, Beishamai mahu. How would the Beishamai look at the Bnei Tsaros according to the Beisil? And the reason that that matters is because I want to know how Beisil would look at the child of a Maxir Grushaso la Achashinises. However, Beishamai is going to look at Beisil Hillel's Yuvamal Ashok, Hillel's going to look at it Vlad Maxim Grushas and Mishinises. Mikarmin Kalvachomer, Mahaman, the Kohen Gadol, Shane Sur, Shabakal, the Napagum, Zushi, Sur, Shabakal, Enodin, Shabanapagum, Odilma, Ekal Mifrak, Malmana, Shi Atzma, Mishaleles. So those are the two studim of that of that Chilus, Amaluhu. They responded, Rabbi Shur responded, Tsaros, the Tsaros of the Arayos, whether their mutter be Yibum or not, Misyari. I'm afraid to be Mechriya the Allah like the Basil of the Lassers, because then I'm afraid that the children of those Saros from the Beishamai who did the Yibum are going to uh, are going to have my head for that. But Benet Saros and Emeil Lechem. But Benet Saros, I'll tell you, they're becoming Kohanim Gedolim. Okay, Ben Shem, we'll pick up at the last riot of Svavamanalus tomorrow. Have a great day.